Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minnick. Always fun about this time every Tuesday to visit with San Antonio Sports Hall of Famer, longtime NFL veteran, Indy Kalud, joining us now on the Buyer's Barricades guest line. Marshall Ram. Marshall Ram. <laughs> Pat Neff Middle School. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Indy, what's going on, man? Look, Jason, I know you're you're happy and you're gloating with what your Cowboys did to my Eagles, and for some reason you're a Texan hater. I don't know if you admit it. I'm not uh, a hater. Publicly. And with the Texans playing bad, I know this has been a great week for you. So just, he, just enjoy it. It's not going to last. He's been very happy, Indy. I will say that. <laughs> I bet he has. Mm-hmm. I bet he but, has. For the record, I'm not a hater. Remember when we used to do all kinds of stuff with them and people used to get mad at me when I'd called them my uh, my side chick team and all that kind of stuff? But Bill O'Brien, man, he sent the divorce papers, you know? No, that's why I think you're a hater, and I'm not even saying you're wrong because I know they did you wrong. You made the trip from San Antonio to Houston for training camp. You covered the team. You exposed the Texans to the San Antonio faithful, and they didn't do right by you. So, look. Hating isn't always bad. Sometimes you should hate, and sometimes people give you a reason to hate. Yeah, so, but I'm ex- I'm, ex- right. I'm excited Houston has the right coach in place now and with what they're doing this year. Although what the way they played this year, they are uh, ahead of schedule. Although, man, they, before he got concussed, C.J. Stroud, for the first time since the Baltimore game, looked like a rookie quarterback. No, he did. He, he did, and... Before I got two down, I had to remind myself. I mean, we saw a week where Pat Mahomes didn't look great. We saw a week where Tua Tungabayola, when Tyreek Hill went down, he didn't look great. I'm not making an excuse, and I'm not condoning it, but I'm reminding myself that even the good NFL quarterbacks, they have a week or two within a season where they just don't look like themselves. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping with CJ that, you know what, this was just a down week for him, and he's going to bounce back and not, I, you know, what the big fear is, uh-oh, is reality about to set in. But he, he's put so much great stuff on film. I have to believe the way he played last week against the Jets was the outlier. Well, you know, indeed, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, he's in concussion protocol. Not even sure if he'll be able to play this Sunday against the Tennessee Titans, which, by the way, is the Houston Oilers throwback game <laughs> up there in Nashville, and I'm looking forward to that. But the Texans have really gotten bitten by that injury bug, man. They are... They're a mash unit right now. Oh, I mean, and to guys that really have an impact, Nico Collins, he goes for over 1,000 yards, and then he gets injured. And he was one of those guys, uh, and for those who don't know the, the wide receiver for the Houston Texans, he was on the verge of becoming, you know, a star. This was his breakout season. And even before the season, the thought with Nico, 
as long as he doesn't get hurt, you know, he can do something. He can produce. And now that he's been producing, he gets hurt. And like you mentioned, with C.J. Stroud, I mean, that that's the quarterback that's going to take this team if they make the playoffs this year. It's going to be on his shoulders. And with him and the concussion protocol, it's just a huge question mark. I will say this, though. That's why you go out there and you sign a Case Keenum. That's why you go out there and you keep a Davis Mills. Obviously, Davis Mills isn't going to lead this team anywhere, but you hope an experienced backup can get you one or two wins if that's what it's going to take if your starter's out. When you think about where the Texans are and the and the fact that we're even having this conversation on the 12th day of December, right now in the eighth spot, just out of the playoffs, this is a huge game this week for a variety of reasons. If CJ can't play this week, and it looked like one of those bad concussion type things, I mean, it, it looked bad. What does that mean for the rest of the guys in the locker room if they have to go out there with Davis Mills in what is essentially a must-win game? You know what? I'll say this. If it's Davis Mills, most players, while they're playing, they're detached from reality where they're thinking, oh, you know what? We're all just going to step up. And I probably shouldn't say they're detached from reality, but they take on the positive role, the positive mindset of next man up and everybody else has to kind of play above their game to pull off the upset with a Davis Mills. But, and I'm not sure where the uh, the coaches are leaning. And for some reason, D'Amico just doesn't talk to me like he used to. Maybe because he's a head coach. He, <laughs> he thinks I'm going to take the information and give it out to people. But You're, you're a media I, type now, man. Yeah, it's like he treats me like I'm some kind of rat, <laughs> like I'm some kind of snitch. But uh, Welcome to the know, dark I, side, Indy. <laughs> yeah, I know it hurts. It hurts. you, you got to go Case Keenum. I mean, Case Keenum's one of those guys that everyone in the locker room believes in, that he, he's one of those leaders that he's actually, you know, he has the film. The guys on the team, they saw what he did with other teams when he had some great there, – there's a reason why he's made over $30 million in the NFL because he's – He's shown some flashes and guys that he's played with. They've seen that. They respect it. I get the sense if Case Keenum was named the starter, if C.J. Stroud can't go, you would see an exciting team around a Case Keenum. Well, that's interesting, and I think it should because, quite frankly, Davis Mills came in after C.J. Stroud went down and just looked awful in that Jets game. So I'm hoping it's Case Keenum. But i got to ask you this, N.D., uh, the city of Houston, are they a little bit bitter this week with the old throwback oiler uniforms in Nashville this weekend? Bitter is an understatement. Uh, <laughs> bitter is an understatement. They were taking a personal. And I was on with Mark Vandermeer earlier, and I was saying that if the players can somehow bottle the feeling that the fans have knowing that the uh, Tennessee Titans are going to be wearing the old oiler uniforms, if they could bottle that feeling, and play with that type of anger, then they would win the game hands down. But the players are so young. The vast majority of them are not from Houston. So they they don't quite understand the disrespect of the Tennessee Titans wearing the old Oilers colors and and the likeness of the uniforms. But, no, that's the number one thing people, the fans, the barbershops are talking about, just how – how hurtful it's going to be watching the Tennessee Titans wearing those oiler colors. Indy Kalu joining us here on the Blitz. I find it interesting because there was so much outrage early in the year when it was announced that they were going to do that. And, of course, the Houston Cougars, they come out and play UTSA wearing a version of that uniform. And and I kind of defer back to what John McClain said. You know, like, 
Uh, Oiler fans didn't care when they were here, right? And and <laughs> it, you know all of that moved. It's almost fake outrage. You, you know that that's a good point. But here's where I don't think it's fake outrage. The 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 fans that stuck around with the Oilers. The Oilers before when it was announced they were going to Tennessee. I don't know if y'all remember. They still played a season in Houston, and I was a senior in college. So you still had fans that were upset that were bracing, you, you know, for them to leave, but they still supported uh, the Houston Oilers. I think it's the unsilent minority. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a city of 4 million people. I'm not saying 3 million people are walking around upset that the Tennessee Titans are going to be wearing the powder blue, but I really think it's so faithful, the ones that actually sure. stick by the Houston but the, Oilers. And, and, the, and, and the Titans were the Tennessee Oilers until they became the Tennessee Titans. They did wear those in Tennessee, mm-hmm. but I kind of find that with all these throwbacks. You know, uh, the Eagles and that ugly-ass Kelly Green, everybody's talking about how great they look, or the Seahawks throwbacks and how great they look. I don't remember loving some of those uniforms back when they were actually the uniforms, although when you see them now, you're like, man, those look sharp. Yeah, just because it reminds us of when we were young. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like some of those, especially the uh, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers ones with those jail stripes, like those are god-awful. They were god-awful <laughs> when they wore them on a regular basis. But now when we see them, it's like, oh, man, it looks good. I, I just think it's because we're, we're not used to seeing them, and we all want something that's different. Different means better for some reason. Indy, I've got to ask you because there's been a lot of um, – excuse me. He's all choked up about yeah, this Yeah, controversy uh, about the officiating in the NFL. First of all, just your take on the officiating. Do you think it's fair that the officials are being criticized the way they are? No, I'm going to say no. And I never thought I would stick up for an official. Now, there, there, I do find myself scratching my head on more calls. I, but I have always believed in the human effect. Um, I don't think these officials are like the NBA officials. They're throwing games because they're betting. Uh, you, you know, I just feel like they're making some bad calls more. It, it appears to be uh, more consistently, which is unfortunate. But anytime you have the human effect, it's not going to be perfect. And the plays that I disagree with, the plays that I hate, the penalties that really bother me, that's coming from the NFL. That's the NFL saying, hey, this is how you have to do it. This is uh, this is what we're calling uh, a pass interference. You know, this is what we're calling personal foul. When when you when you freaking land when your body weight of a defensive player lands on the quarterback, that's a penalty. Like really think about that. Like like, and, and I, I'm so mad that more people aren't up in arms. I'm mad that y'all, Joe and Jason, y'all haven't had set one segment per day talking about how horrible it is for defensive players to be called a uh, uh, personal foul because their body weight landed on the quarterback. Like. Really think about that. So I'm not mad at the refs. I'm mad at the uh, the NFL for setting that tone. Now wait a minute, Indy. You're a world class athlete. You can you've got body control that most of us don't. You're telling me you can't take a grown ass man to the ground and not land on him? Look, I can't even take my wife to the bed and not land on her without <laughs> hurting her because. So how am I going to do it with a quarterback? Well, now wait a minute. Now, now hold on, hold on. Think about what you just said. This is a family you, show. You, Indy. You, you can't take her to the bed and <laughs> land on her without hurting her. So you have figured out a way because I've seen your children to get her there without injuring her. Right? I mean, the game must go on. So you have figured that out at home. Why can't you figure that out on the football field? 
you know, look, I was good. I had an answer, but I have to remember this is a fan. Yeah, what the hell? It's called the tuck and roll. Man, I love y'all so much. I, I don't want to get y'all uh, in any kind of trouble because I'm not paying the fine. But it, it, it just it, it amazes me that the NFL can. And, and I'll take a you know I'll talk uh, on behalf of my defensive backs. And I actually want to get both of y'all guys' take. How can you be running full speed, doing a great job covering a wide receiver, but when the quarterback underthrows the ball, the receiver stops, and you bump into him, and that's a penalty? Like, I just make, – make it make sense for me, like they like to say, like the youngsters like to say. I just don't get that. It makes no sense at all, and I understand where you're coming from, and I, I feel your frustration with that because I, I scream at the TV every time I see something like that. It is, it's very unfair for the defensive back, but it's an offensive league, right? I mean, they want, they want the big plays and the scoring the points and all of that kind of stuff. But what, what about the Kansas City penalty with Kadarius Toney? Uh, the officials actually got that right, and Patrick Mahomes went off like a 12-year-old. You know, I, I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan, and that was a bad look. Well, me too. Because, because I'm with you. I was like, you know what, this is one of the few times they get it right, and you're going to complain. Though. <laughs> you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're the face of the league. You, you, you just got to chalk that up as, as a bad day, a bad game. He didn't have one of his personal best games. But I'm with you. That, that just had entitlement, uh, diva, whatever adjective you want to use written all over it. Now, now, would you yell at that guy, Indy? in the locker room for being such a bonehead and lining up offside like that? Oh, if I if I'm the court if I'm the quarterback, I'm absolutely uh, you know, calling him out. But but there's a way to do it. Here's the thing, because that's a good question. It depends what type of you have some guys that are truly dedicated, that put the time in, they study the playbook, they're trying to do right, and then they they make that mistake. You almost have to say, "You know what? I know that dude feels just as bad as I do about that." But then you got some dudes showing up late. Uh, in the meeting rooms, they can never answer the questions right because they're not studying. And then when they make that mistake, that's when it really bothers you. So I don't know uh, what type of uh, effort he puts into his game prep. I, you know what? I think he has a rap album out, so that's not good. <laughs> he's spending time. Yeah, my, one of my sons sent it to me. I think he has a rap album, so y'all, y'all might want to check on that. So if he's spending too much time in the studio and he can't line up, then I absolutely do call him out publicly. No, I mean, it's one thing for the quarterback. I, I, I'm curious, as a defensive player, you play your ass off and, you know, the offense goes out and gets a crazy touchdown, and the ref had no idea when he threw the flag at the beginning of the play. One of the greatest plays ever we'll never talk about because it didn't count. But but at the yeah. same time, as a defensive player, do you ever go over to the offensive guys and and get in their business. I mean, you know, I, I, some sort of kangaroo court system, if you will. I've seen it happen every stop I've been at. And it absolutely, that's not my personal style, uh, but I've seen Marv Patton when I was with the Redskins, excuse me, the Commanders. When I was with the you Commanders. were never a Commander, you were, sir. You were a Redskin, that's okay. But thank you, thank you. When I was with the <laughs> Redskins, and he, uh, and Marv, and Markin was a team leader. Like, he, he was a guy that put in the work. Everybody, regardless of the side of the ball, they respected him. And the defense was out there, you know, playing a great game, and the offense couldn't get it going. And I'll never forget, Trent Green was walking off the field, and he met him at halfway and just really dug into him all the way until Trent got to the sideline. And Trent ended up, whatever it was, it worked. You know, he ended up playing much better. I, we either won that game or we made it more competitive. So it just depends, though, who's it coming from. 
what are you saying? How are you saying it? You could be angry. You could dig into somebody and still let them know that you love them as a teammate. But for me, it, it just was never my style. Wow, I tell you what, I that to me, and and I was upset for reasons I won't get into, uh, indeed. But it cost him money. Yeah, it did. But I mean, um, <laughs> you know, Kadarius Tony before that had dropped a couple of balls. I mean, the guy has had a hard time just hanging on to the football when passes are right in his gut. Yeah, yeah that. See, but here's the thing, and maybe this is why, you know, I was never a. Uh, uh, San Antonio Hall of Famer, thank you very much, Jason Minix, but not an NFL Hall of Famer because when I see something like that, my competitive juices don't think attack my teammate. I think, like, man, you got to catch that. But in my mind, I'm thinking he, he, he wanted to catch it. He tried to catch <laughs> it. He just didn't. So I, I would rather just bench somebody before, uh, you know, trying to call them out publicly. You're a so, nice guy. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. I, I I need to clarify something with the great Indy Kalu, uh-huh. a proud member of the San Antonio Sports yes. Hall of Fame. Um, you just said that if a receiver tried to catch it, you're okay with that because he didn't intentionally yeah. try to drop it, right? It, it, that's that's what it's I took. Not that I'm it. okay with it, but what is me saying? No, but what we're saying though is you're okay with the effort because he didn't try to not catch it, right? Yet, if a kicker misses, you want to you, you want to cut the guy and beat him up and you know throw him in a trash can and send him on his way. He didn't try to miss the kick. You know why? Because a kicker, unlike a receiver, unlike a running back, all he has is one job: get the ball through the receiver, two catch the thing. damn ball, run the route, catch the ball, make the block. Uh, <laughs> well, the kicker's got to get two steps and a solid swing. <laughs> No, they, but, but that's kickers, a route. <laughs> you you don't need kickers in football. You need wide receivers in football. If they somehow eliminated kicking from the NFL, it would still be the most popular game in this country. This is true, and I know how much you love kickers. And I've got to ask your 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 opinion on this because you love kickers. Um, when you were doing radio down there in Houston, if your producer sent you a coach's comment, a, a, a clip, an audio clip about a kicker that was two and a half minutes long, what would you do to your producer? <laughs> what y'all want me to do to the receiver who's not catching the ball? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would, I would rip him on air. Uh, Our great producer, James I'll, Pledger, sent us a two and a half minute clip of Mike McCarthy talking about the Cowboys kicker, Brandon Aubrey. It will never make it he, on air. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Like, did he put it on air or he sent it for y'all to make the determination of whether or not it gets on air. The Senate for us to make determination. Okay. Well y'all y'all made that he made your job easy then because I made me listen to two and a half minutes about a kicker. But he he wasn't (laughs) trying to make it that long in D. He wanted to make it shorter. It just didn't happen. Well well, is it his fault or the coach's fault? Why is the coach talking about a kicker for two minutes? (laughs) Because he's the best kicker in the league. That's why. He does have a decent story. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. He has a decent story. I mean, Mike McCarthy realizes, all right, got to talk for how long? I'm going to talk about the kicker and the battery because it's not just the kicker. It's the holder and it's the snapper and it's everything that they're doing. But the kicker's the only guy that catches hell if he misses. Yeah, it could be. It's got to be laces out. Well, I mean, if it's a bad snap, we learn who the long snapper's name is. I guess so. Do you know who the long snapper is? I have no idea. It, uh, nobody cares unless he has a bad snap. Well, that Le, the dossier. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's he hasn't been there in five years. I know, but he was or three. He had a, he had a great name. Yeah.
No, John Weeks is in Houston, not Dallas. We're talking about the Cowboys pledge. Who's the Cowboys long snapper? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Andy, who's the long snapper for Houston? John Weeks. I just Stay said that. Yes. <laughs> See, yeah. He's paying attention. Yeah. See that? No, he, he I like John Weeks, but I, he gets a lot of press out here. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> just snap the ball. Andy. Snap the ball. <laughs> always have a great day, man. This has been fun. Always. Always, and things will be better next week. Things will be back in order. The Eagles will be winning, the Cowboys will lose, and the Texans will get back. Well, it was a nice conversation (laughs) until the very end. Stopped on the one-yard line, man. We should have ended it there. Indy, man, we'll talk to you next week. All right, y'all have a good one. Indy Kalu on the Buyer's Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond. uh, Online at buyersbarricades.com.